Welcome to Shelf Life from Bristol Libraries. I'm Catherine and I'm Paul. This is a podcast about libraries, books and people. What are people taking out of the modern public library and what are they giving back? Who is keeping the shelves and the spaces between them vibrant and full of life? Plus, we'll be delving into news about books, authors and events across Bristol's 27 libraries. So, if you're interested in books or in people, lend us your ears. We hope you enjoy this episode of Shelf Life. Welcome to Shelf Life. And this is our third episode. Um, Paul and Sean, how are you guys doing this week? Yeah, brilliant again, thank you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> good, good. And we're really excited this week because we have Aisha with us today. Hi, Aisha. Hello. Hiya, thanks so much for joining us. Can you tell us just a little bit about what you do and what you do for Bristol Libraries? Yeah, sure. I've been an apprentice in the reader engagement team at the libraries since January and I've just started running the poetry group on the Facebook page. I'm also a freelance poet and performer. Amazing. So we thought what we would do today is talk a little bit more about the events and activities that we've got going on online on our social media channels and um, in particular about your work as a poet and the new Facebook group that you've just set up. Yeah, amazing. Before we talk about that, what are you guys all reading at the moment? In the last episode, I'd mentioned that I was thinking about reading magazine which is running for beginners that was on rb digital i was actually kind of joking because i'm not really a very sporty or fit person but i've done three runs now um yeah i've been running around the local park uh because i had a look at this magazine and honestly i would have never actually bought the magazine but having free access to the magazine on rb digital was really good um maybe i've got a new hobby paul what about you Last episode I talked about I was reading Exhalation, a series of short stories, and I ended up giving up on that one. For me, it was a bit too idea-driven, maybe, and I fancied something that was more character-driven. I fancied something a bit sort of warmer. So I've moved back onto Kate Atkinson's Life After Life. Debbie from the reading agency recommended that to me on their first episode, and I'm really enjoying it. It's good getting into a long story and characters and having them develop, and you know, there's just something about that that I was missing with the non-fiction and short stories I was reading so I'm really enjoying that and um, yeah. yeah what about you Catherine? So I'm reading some more historical fiction so this book's called uh, Once Upon a River and it's by Diane Setterfield it's told very much like a fairy tale it's yeah it's really nice reading yeah really enjoying it then I've also got on the go at the moment an audiobook How to Stop Time which is by the writer Matt Haig and I'm currently listening to that for the um, Bristol Libraries Audiobook Club the lead character, he basically doesn't really age. So he lives for a really long time. I'm not sure how long his lifespan is, but it's like, I don't know, five, 600 years. And um, so he sort of experiences all of these different historical periods in England. Yeah, it's just a really cool concept for a book. I've been struggling to read any novels at the moment. I picked up uh, Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado. It's really amazing. It's like a collection of short stories all kind of loosely based around womanhood and sexuality and stuff, but it's very bizarre and surreal and got a mix of like horror and comedy and science fiction and fantasy all in one go. So I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. yeah. I've read that one and um, some of the stories I found really hard to follow at first and then you get into the rhythm of them. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she is such an amazing writer. 
Yeah, incredible. And now for no, <laughs> and now for the library update. <laughs> Recently, Libraries West have been able to give you access to free e-comic service through RB Digital. There's more than 1,500 titles. Uh, there's something suitable for everybody. You're able to download or stream them to a tablet, smartphone, laptop or computer. It's really great because there's no waiting list at all. All titles are available all of the time. Mm, I've been reading them. I love comics. Have any of you seen that film Into the Spider-Verse? Yes. Yeah? So there's a lot of comics available on RB Digital of Spider-Man and Miles Morales, who's the main character in that film. So I've been reading those and they're a lot of fun. Another exciting update from us this week is that we have just launched an online poetry group. So this is a Facebook group and it is led by Aisha. Aisha, would you like to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I've created a Facebook group for anyone to join to share their original poems either like in written form or you can put up a video there's going to be each week a theme anyone can join you've just got to read some of the rules and then you'll be accepted so yeah because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in in the libraries that is around poetry and um, so it's really nice that we're able to bring this online and to kind of create a space online where people can carry on like writing and sharing their poems I've listened to quite a bit of your poetry now um, on Facebook and I love it. I really, really love your spoken word flow and how your performances are so like lyrical and expressive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> when did you start writing poetry? Okay, so I think I started writing poetry when I was about 10, which is about 11 years ago. And I, I sort of fell out of doing it as a teenager and then I picked it up again when I moved to Bristol. And I discovered the spoken word scene in Bristol, which is something I never thought I would do because I'm I'm shy and I'm not really someone you'd expect to get on a stage. <laughs> but yeah, I started performing two years ago and it's just become my life ever since then. Yeah. So lots of your poetry is very, um, very personal and it seems inspired by events that are going on or events that have previously happened and yeah. um, in one of your Facebook posts you say that poetry has been really helpful for your mental health yeah do you know why that might be I think it's always been writing's been like a coping strategy for me as someone who's not a massive talker I've always just written and it's really helped my anxiety and I think since moving to Bristol and being involved in the poetry scene and getting the kind of confidence to go up on a stage and share with people and being able to connect to other people that have gone through the same things has been really valuable. So it's kind of like the writing process itself is really therapeutic, but also getting a response from that from other people and helping people is been really amazing too. So it's really important to share the poetry in your case. Yeah, like not not everything I write is shared, obviously, but I really value that connection with other people, I think. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and it seems like there's a really strong network of spoken word poets in Bristol. 
So it, yeah, it, I mean, it's not something that I'm that I'm involved with at all. But it seems from the outside, it just seems so exciting and so like diverse and so vibrant. And there just seems to be so much going on all of the time. Yeah, it's amazing. And like all the friends I have now in Bristol are all people I've met through poetry, which is really lovely. It's like an amazing community. It's really supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there must be loads and loads of people who are aspiring to be poets in that case. You know, if there are so many people who are already doing it, there must be people who perhaps are in the position that you had previously been in where they're quite shy about perhaps sharing it. Yeah. Do you have any tips for these people who are aspiring to be poets? Yeah, this is this is difficult because I, I try to think of what I was like when I started. And I think it's really important to... Only like, because when you're performing, you're kind of putting yourself in a quite vulnerable position, mm-hmm. I think. So I think it's important to only share things you're comfortable sharing and don't go too much out of your comfort zone in regards to that when you're starting out. Make sure you've kind of emotionally processed the things you're writing about before sharing them with people. I think that's important. I think writing from an authentic place because sometimes people don't do that and I think it's really important that people do. I found it really interesting what you were saying about the balance of wanting to do stuff that's authentic but also needing to process it emotionally before you perform it. Yeah it's something that I have kind of had to learn along the way. I think also just reading I think reading makes you a better writer, which is something I've learned. So reading lots of different poetry, even poetry I don't like as much, I think is really helpful. And like not worrying about taking inspiration from people you like, because you can sometimes get obsessed with being really original and like trying to be unique. But I think when you're starting out, you'll take inspiration from other people and maybe think you're copying them a bit, but I think that's okay. It's like you find your own voice through that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like really great advice. (laughs) Which aspect of writing poetry do you prefer? Is it like the sitting down by yourself and writing the poems, or is it the performance? Yeah, I think both for like different reasons. Sitting by yourself and writing when you're like in the mood to do that and it's flowing really nicely, is really good and therapeutic for yourself. But I also, I've grown to love performing and it's, it's like really terrifying still, but it's a kind of good terrifying, which I really enjoy. And I'm really missing that at the moment, not being able to do that. Yeah, I think both I equally enjoy, but for different reasons. Would you give us a performance of one of your poems, perhaps? Yeah, of course. This is a poem called Sharp Tongues, which is sort of about my heritage and where I'm from. The women in my family are both sandpaper rough and beach pebble smooth. They have tongues sharpened by oppression, but hearts softened by their children. Udu. My mother's ancestral tongue no longer falls from our tightened lips. My Arabic name welcomes questions of where I am from, but I was born and raised on Cornish sand. 
far away from the Mangala hills of Islamabad. I like to think I carry pieces of my papa's culture in my dark cocoa eyes, and the moles that stretch across my olive skin look just like my mother's. Connected together, they are a map leading to a city I hope I can walk through one day. But just for today, I shall wear my name with honour. I shall carry the parts of me that used to be shameful, the hair between my eyebrows, my arm, my top upper lip, the yellowing tone of my skin, the mole maps across my cheeks, they bleed the blood of the women with sour mouths and sweetened smiles. Sugar and spice, all things nice, all things nice. Thank you. Wow, I've got shivers. Oh, wow, that's amazing, Aisha. Thank you so much for sharing it. That's okay. Um, I guess I wonder if you'd like to share your poem about hope as well. Oh yeah, I can do. Um, I love that one. This one's called, We'll Build a Home in the New World. In the new world, we will cry in unison just like that scene in Midsummer, We will howl like wolves and they'll join us. Everything with a heartbeat will wail out for everything we lost. We'll look each other in the eye and find the world anew. In the new world, we will fling open our doors and breathe in the air, empty now of that stench that lingers around fear. Our newborn eyes will take time to get used to the light again. It will take a while to hold each other's hands again, but when we do, we might stay a little while longer. I wish I'd been gentler, picked up the phone more often, kissed you for longer, memorised your smile lines, looked up at the sky enough to find faces in the clouds. But I know that wishing for all the things I could have been is an empty room in the same house that's burning down. I know that right now the world feels like a haunted house. Because it is, has been, will be. We have made friends with our own ghosts before and we will do it again. Grief is not a pretty thing, but it's a gritty thing that we will build a new home from. We will paint the front door pink and gold because we have the time, because they are our favourite colours, because we want to live vibrantly again. Thank you. So is that, that's a poem that you've written recently within the past couple of weeks in response to kind of lockdown? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of part of a Facebook group that's been posting prompts every day. I wrote that and I thought it really went with the theme for my poetry group this week. Yeah, the theme being hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's beautiful. I really love the image as well, um, of the pink and gold. That's my favourite as well. <laughs> but yeah, it's really lovely. I guess by the time this episode comes out, we might be another couple of weeks into the poetry group. So is it going to be a different theme every week? Do you know what the next few ones are going to be yet? Or? No, I don't yet. I, I think I might ask for some suggestions within the group. I think it's a really good idea to ask the group and just see what people want and see what people are yeah. feeling inspired to write at the moment. Um, do you write every day? 
No. <laughs> it's always a thing that people say, if you're a writer, you should try and write every day. Yeah, that's what people say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't. I feel like probably 80% of the time I am not in the mood to write. And then I get like these bursts of really wanting to do it. And I do it really quickly all in one go. It's a bit more of a chaotic <laughs> routine with my writing. Yeah. Well, it's a funny time as well, isn't it? At the moment, especially because it's kind of some people are feeling like a lot of pressure to be really creative and to be using any time that they have to be producing stuff. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're kind of in that that frame of mind, then that's fantastic and that's great. But also yeah. it's absolutely fine to just kind of just be, um, you know, yeah. and, and read a bit if you can and just kind of, yeah, just process things in your own way. Yeah. So it's, I know that I'm definitely just existing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, do you have any favourite books or favourite poets? I think one of my favourite books that I read from quite a young age was Sylvia Plath's Ariel. I just finished reading Kim Adonisio's book called What Is This Thing Called Love? I've had to put it down a few times to like catch my breath. It's so good. I would definitely recommend it. It's amazing. It's probably the best poetry book I've read. I also really like Olivia Gatwood and Joelle Taylor is an amazing poet who's quite often come to perform in Bristol. I saw her beginning of March, I think it was before before lockdown and everything happened. She's amazing. Yeah, I think those are my main recommendations. So Aisha, thank you so much for sharing your poems with us and for coming on the podcast today to talk about poetry in the new poetry group. It's been just so, it's been really great to hear about um, just your whole writing process and your poetry. Yeah, thanks for having me. If people want to follow you on social media, Aisha, how would they do that? I'm on Instagram, Aisha underscore poetry. And I've got a Facebook page, which is Aisha dash poetry. Yeah, you can find me on there. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Shall we move on? Shall we go on to the library treasure? Let's yeah, but you've got to say it in the voice. What was the voice? Is it the library treasure? Library treasure! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so this week's library treasure is one that I've chosen, and it is the digital resource for Bristol libraries for eBooks. So it is the eBook app called Libby. And so you can find it on your phone or on your tablet or whatever device. And um, you can search in the app store for Libby and download it and sign in with your library card. Yeah, there's loads, there's so many good books on there. Um, and it's just, it's been really fun actually just kind of like browsing and choosing new books to read and seeing what's gonna be available. So yeah, so that is my library treasure from this week. Ooh. Yeah, just looking through, there's loads of great curated lists on there. Like there's one of, looks like nature writing. There's one with like Booker Prize long list 2019. Uh, oh, there's a cookery th- collection as well. Ooh, yeah, and there's a list put together by Bernadine Avaristo and there's a George Orwell 70th anniversary list and things. Looks great. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Shelf Life. Thanks again so much to Aisha for joining us this week. We'd love to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch, um, you can find us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Bristol Library. We've got a Facebook page. So you can drop us a line, send us a message on Facebook. And we've also got an Instagram account as well. So you can find us there 
as well if you'd like to. If you're getting in touch, please do use the hashtag ShelfLifeBristol. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Shelf Life. Please subscribe, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at library.ideas at bristol.gov.uk. Or find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Bristol Libraries. We hope to see you again for the next episode of Shelf Life.